You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country. A villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? What's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Wednesday, August 21st, 2019. Back at it again after another episode of Hard Knocks. Segment number three of Hard Knocks, or actually episode number three of Hard Knocks aired last night. We'll be talking about that quite a bit on the show, as you already know. Let me just go ahead and break it down on what you're going to hear on today's episode. In segment number three, traditionally, I like to go with the the calls off the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Today will be no different. Definitely going to hear some good calls, uh, some good thoughts, some on AB, some on Hard Knocks, some on uh, training camp MVPs. That was a subject that we were talking about on Tuesday. So you're going to hear a little bit of that in segment number three and still have a lot of phone calls to get to not going to be able to get to them all on today's episode but still got some really good calls that i want you to hear that's going to come up in segment number three in segment number two going to be listening and talking about hard knocks that's what it is it's the third episode we saw it last night another good episode in my opinion but we'll deep dive i'll have a deep dive into hard knocks and share my thoughts in segment number three yeah, in segment number two, excuse me, but it was funny. Uh, on, on Tuesday, I actually saw the the little commercial that the NFL put out for Hard Knocks, and of course, it was all AB, one hundred percent AB. And I thought it probably won't even be a full episode about AB. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. So Hard Knocks, uh, that conversation is coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I like to give you the news and the notes of the day. And of course, when it's news and notes and it's around the the Oakland Raiders, it's all about AB and what's going on with him. And again, like I told you on Tuesday, really getting tired of everything being. A, B, A, B, A, B, and it's all helmet related or it's foot related. It's just it's just tiring because there's so many good players on the team. There's so many guys that are out there busting their tail and guys that are trying to make roster spots, but yet all the conversation is surrounding A.B. But he is the, the top story when it comes to the Raiders, and that's just what it is right now. He was back in practice on uh, on Tuesday, and it's funny. It was like back and forth. One minute he's at practice, and like MJ Acosta put out, uh, my source tells me that he's going to be practicing. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he stretched, and he went back into the weight room. Okay, right before the media session, or not media session, but the open window for them to see practice right before that's over. Oh, he's back out and he's not stretching with the team. He's kind of stretching on his own. And it was almost like a cat and mouse. And it was just one of these things. It's it's like a game. And to me, it felt like AB probably loved the little game, making the media wonder what was going on, what he was doing. Ultimately, he ends up practicing after the open window for the media closes. He has a helmet on. Uh, That's one of the questions that you'll hear in the John Gruden presser that you're going to hear in just a few minutes. It's like one of the first questions, you know, is is AB all in and hey, did he 
practice today? Did he practice with a helmet on? You know, was it a new helmet? I mean, those are the kind of questions that Coach Gruden has to answer right now because of all this uh, foolishness that's been going on with Antonio Brown. But, I mean, if you're looking for a silver lining, if you're looking for something good, he absolutely did practice, at least for a, a portion of the practice. I don't know how much it was, but he did get out there and have some practice on Tuesday. So that's that's a good thing, and, and looks like he's, he's on track. And, and, look, I'll tell you like this. He's not going to play on Thursday. We already know that. Uh, he has a grievance. His grievance hearing is actually going to be on Friday. So most likely he won't even make the trip to, to Canada uh, to, to, to even see the game on Thursday with the Raiders uh, preseason game number three. He'll probably be preparing for his grievance that he's going to be having with the NFL over his helmet. That will be on Friday. And again, he's trying to say that the NFL didn't give him the one year grace period to be able to wear whatever helmet or to prepare to change helmets. And so that's his argument for grievance number two. So we'll see what happens on Friday. In my opinion, it's probably going to be rejected and denied, and he's probably going to throw a fit again, but again, it is what it is when it comes to the helmet. As far as I'm concerned, he'll be there week one against Monday or against uh, the Denver Broncos Monday night in Oakland, and that's really all that's going to matter. I, I don't think it's going to matter about these preseason games because he wasn't going to play in it anyway, and if he goes out there and practice with the team, kind of like what he did on Tuesday, then fine, so be it. Uh, he, he needs to get up to speed. I understand he's not uh, working out with the team all the time and it's not a good look I understand where people's concerns are but at this point, I don't even, I'm not even worried about good looks and, and, and what that means to the youngsters. I just want to see the dude go out there week one, play ball, and not even worry about any kind of stupid helmet and everything. I mean, it's just so sickening. I mean, I, I, you can hear my frustration in my voice on Tuesday. I don't want to relive that, but it's just so sickening to know that, you know, all this conversation around the Raiders when there's a whole lot of things to be kind of happy about and excited about, we're talking about helmets. We're talking about helmets here. You know, I feel like uh, 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 Allen Iverson back in the day. We're talking about practice. Practice. Not a game. Practice. That's what we're talking about. That's how I feel. I feel like I need an Allen Iverson clip right here, but uh, I don't have it, so I won't give it to you. But you exactly know what I'm talking about. So anyway, uh, without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into John Gruden's post-practice press conference. It's funny. I always watch the press conferences on Periscope and no joke, Raider Nation, if you look at it, it's about a 45-minute segment on Periscope. And it really is a six to seven minute presser. But there's 45 minutes of just rolling, rolling film of nothing, just blank, a blank screen. I mean, all you see is the Raiders background. You see some microphones there and nothing, nothing. But it's 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 uh, like I said, six to seven minutes about John Gruden or with John Gruden. So you're going to hear that right now. And uh, again, the first con- the first question is about. Antonio Brown being all in. Is he all in since he's out there? And uh, so John Gruden's going to kind of lead this off. Uh, sometimes the questions get a little bit low, but I think you can get the the the, the main point of it. Uh, I think Coach Gruden has some good things to say. And I also thought that he had some some things that the way he answered it were kind of telling as well. So here it is. Here's John Gruden's post-practice press conference from Tuesday. Is that a joke or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's all in. That's what he said. Did he practice today? Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. Is it a new helmet? It's a certified helmet, Vic. So he's he's all in, ready to go. That's that's my understanding. And uh, really happy to have him out here. He's 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 a great player. Helmet aside, how's he running and cutting, and where is he in that part of his game? Good. He's really good. Yeah, he's uh, showing great retention of what we're doing. He had missed. He didn't miss the offseason program. He's been here and out of here in meetings, and um, it's just good to have him back. But he's he's in great shape. Uh, he's running hard and running good routes. Uh, 
the feet no longer an issue for him at this point? No, I don't think so. You have to ask him that. Yeah, he's just, we have a bug going around here. We got a lot of guys that aren't feeling great. Um, I don't know that he'll play or not play right now for the uh, Canada trip. You might have touched on this the other day, but you plan on taking everybody to Canada? Everybody that's going to, uh, I think, play. You know, we're still looking uh, at our list of injuries and our rotations and uh, finalizing who's going, who's not going. So I don't have any final answer right now. So, so frontline players that aren't going to play may not go? I didn't say that. Okay. No, I didn't say that. Do you have a... Uh, Emerging competition to be the swing tackle? Well, you know, David Sharp's had a good camp. I think um, Brandon Parker's done an excellent job. Uh, he struggled a little bit uh, one series against the Rams, but he played very well against Arizona, playing both positions. He and David are both flipping sides, which is good for their, I think, um, experience and their role that they're competing for. Do you expect Derek to play on Thursday? Don't know yet. Uh, do not know. Like I said, it'll all depend on the health of our team, uh, who's uh, who's in, who's out. Have you guys sent somebody up to take a look at the turf? We have. Yes. I heard it's field turf. You know, I, I didn't uh, examine it myself, but it's a new stadium. It's a great opportunity for us to uh, make some friends. Is there, anything, is there anything you'll be watching in particular that you want to see from this game? Well, we've got a lot of players that have worked really hard to uh, put themselves in position and make the team. And uh, this will be the biggest game of their careers in that regard. So we've got a number of guys that are on the cusp of making it, and they need to play well uh, in this game to solidify their, their position. So, yeah, there's a number of guys that we're anxious to see. John, you guys are putting in a lot of work, certainly a lot going on, the hard knocks cameras, the headlines. How would you gauge the mentality and the mindset of, of this Great. team? You know, I wouldn't read uh, into all the uh, hard knocks being a distraction or the Antonio Brown uh, distractions. There's been no distractions. We've had 89 guys working hard. Our, our film is out there for you to watch our first two games. If you see a distracted football team, then I disagree with you. So I'm not going to make any more of it than that. There's a lot of teams that are missing star players. My brother's missing one. Uh, the Cowboys are missing one. Texans are missing one. That's part of this league. Every year there's uh, exceptions uh, that uh, you got to deal with. And uh, I like our team, man. I like the way we're competing. I like the way we're working. We're going to... Uh, Green Bay is that Aaron Rodgers is up in the air. Would you like to see him play just going against a guy like that in the preseason? Yeah, I think you'd love to see him play. You know, he's a great quarterback, one of the best. And um, you never know what they're thinking, what they're going to do. You never do know in the preseason. But it'd be great for our, our young defense to see the best in the business. That's good. Nelson's still dealing with Yep, he's got a slight ankle, did not practice today. Don't think it's serious, but uh, don't know that he'll play. It's just hard to give you any real concrete information because we do have a slew of players that are, you know, lingering uh, after the three weeks of training camp. Looked like Abram had a, uh, a cast on his head. Yeah, he's, he's got an irritated wrist. Um, Max Crosby uh, is another guy that has a wrist problem, so uh, we're, we're banged up a little bit. We've had a physical training camp and. Um, hopefully some of these guys are able to make the trip. Is your mindset any different on this game because it's in Canada than it would be if it was 
No, not really. We'll treat it like a normal road game. Um, like I said, uh, we have to respond to a tough schedule. We're going to fly a lot of hours this year, and uh, we're going to play home games in foreign countries. This doesn't sound uh, right, but that's the facts. All right. It's a relief. Are you relieved that it's behind you, or has it been? Uh, it's not been a distraction to me at all. I mean, I hate to break it to anybody, but we we've known what 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 the status is regarding his feet. He just showed up with frostbite. I've never had a guy show up with frostbite, uh, and fortunately, we got that thing under control. And this grievance thing is is no laughing matter. It's something that's really important to him. And there's nothing wrong with supporting your players on things that they believe in. We also understand the league's position, but um, I'm confident that he's going to be a heck of a player for us and be ready to roll. So a couple of quick nuggets right there, as you heard the the press conference right there from John Gruden. Uh, he just it's funny, man. He didn't really sound 100 percent sure when he's like, well, is, is he all in? And he's like, oh, is that a joke? That was funny. But then he says, uh, so he's all in. He's ready to go. Yep. Yep. That's what he says. That's what he says. So you can almost tell that. Well, that's what he says. I'm not saying that that's the truth, but that's what he says. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, he's trying to say the right thing. Again, he's trying to play what I said the other day. Good cop, bad cop. Mike Mayock's going to be the bad cop. John Gruden's going to be the, the, the good cop. And any, any set of parents out there know that sometimes you got to play that. Sometimes one of the parents has got to be the bad guy. One of the parents has got to be the good guy. That's what they're doing with Antonio Brown because, well, he acts like a child. So sometimes you got to treat him like a child. And that's how they're doing it. You can kind of tell that that's exactly what he's doing. And the other part was, and they say, well, did he practice with the helmet? Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like one of those, that's going to be my answer is yep. And just, you know, his body language, he kind of nodded his head. And I don't know, it's just, it's funny. It was so short. And I know he's tired of talking about it, but it was so short and, and to the point, it was almost like, well, did he? Are you sure he did? You know, I know it was closed off to the media. Are you sure he did? And you're not just kind of, you know, telling us that answer. It, it almost felt like it was a, a forced answer. But either way, I, again, if he's out there playing week one against the Broncos, that's really all that's ultimately going to matter. If you're a Raider fan, if you're the Raiders team, if you're a John Gruden, you want to be able to call 84's number during the game when it matters. Uh, that was one of the things that I found to be pretty interesting. Uh, he also talked about the game on Thursday where he didn't know who was going to play. Uh, it sounded like he didn't even know who was going to travel to the game. And then it sounded like he tried to double up and clean it up later and say, oh, no, I didn't say that. But it sounded like all the players might not even travel. So uh, I don't know if we're going to see Derek Carr on Thursday uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, also, they're talking about the field, the field conditions, if they're good enough to play uh, a lot of guys because they have a lot of guys banged up. He mentioned um, Jonathan Abram being a little banged up, had a, a wrist, a little deal with his wrist. Obviously, we know about Mad Max Crosby had to have the surgery, had to have the plate and the screws put in his in his uh, in his hand for breaking his breaking his hand on uh, on the last game or not the last game was it the last no it was the first game the first game against the Rams so kind of knew about that already uh, but besides that didn't really mention a whole lot JJ Nelson still sidelined with a, a ankle injury doesn't know if he's going to play on Thursday I'm telling you right now I know a lot of people have JJ Nelson's back and think he's going to be a guy who's going to make the roster if this dude get, can't get out there and practice and he can't solidify his spot in one of these last two final games I don't think he's going to be on the roster but again that's just me. So it was just a few little news and notes that uh, John Gruden uh, had, and there was a few little news and notes I wanted to kind of, you know, pull out from that press conference. But it was, you see, it was all about Antonio Brown, and that's how it's going to be, man. It really is. And unfortunately, I think the Raiders have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of cool, 
cool storylines on that team. And right now it's all about AB. It's all about 84. It's all about his feet. It's all about his helmet. And, you know, when is this ever going to end? Who knows? And, and, and please believe this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Once this res- gets resolved, I'm sure there'll be some other issue coming along. All you got to do, I said it on my radio show on Tuesday. If you're a Raider fan, all you're trying to do is make sure that AB gets through 16 games. <laughs> he gets through 16 games. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. You know, all right, made it through that season. Now let's see what's next. And that's really all you can do because when it's a comes to AB, you just don't know. Coming up in segment number two, Hard Knocks was last night. Pretty good episode. Really good episode. How fired up were you? I'm going to talk about how fired up I was next right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we are, Raider Nation. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, Wednesday, August 21st, 2019. Right now, I get to talk Hard Knocks, the show we saw last night, episode number three of the five-show series. So there's only two more episodes. And I'll tell you right now, the commercial that ran on uh, on Tuesday during the day, throughout the day, letting you know kind of like the preview of the show, it had a lot to do with Antonio Brown. And of course, the episode did not fail. It had a lot to do with Antonio Brown, had a lot to do with his feet, had a lot to do with his helmet. I'll tell you one thing that I, I took away from that episode when it comes to Antonio Brown, and of course, it's been an exhausting conversation. Just talked about it in segment number one. Antonio Brown is very much loved by his teammates, and Antonio Brown is very much loved by his head coach. Those are two things that I could take away from that episode number three. The teammates love him, the head coach loves him. The GM is probably frustrated with them. The head coach is probably frustrated with them with some of the antics that are going on. But at the end of the day, John Gruden clearly clearly is in Antonio Brown's corner. And I, I know I said it's the good cop, bad cop situation, and it is. It's almost like John Gruden is, is looking at Antonio Brown as that's his their favorite kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know when you hear parents uh, say, no, that's not my favorite kid, but you kind of feel like, yeah, that's their favorite kid. I, I feel like that's what it is when it comes to John Gruden and Antonio Brown. He almost looks at him like, man, you are my favorite kid. Similar to what Al Davis did with Greg Papa, where he had more love for him than he had for his own son, Mark. I kind of feel like that's that's how John Gruden is not saying he he doesn't love uh, his own kids, but he has that much love for Antonio Brown. I mean, it's almost like he wants to be his father figure. And some guys are like that. Sometimes you have to be able to embrace a, a player like that or a person like that. Sometimes someone has to take you under their wing. You know, you know, there's been multiple people that have tried to take me in under their wing, uh, you know, depending on what the situation was or what kind of profession I was in or whatever I was going on. They just kind of, hey, Q, I want to guide you, you know? And I'm not saying that that's exactly what this scenario is, but it, it, it kind of feels like that, that almost uh, John Gruden is like his father figure and uh, he just loves Antonio Brown to death, even though he knows he's, he, he loves him and he's going to have a bunch of issues he's going to have to deal with, but he's still, he's still his son. I'm really impressed with all the formations. You're professional, Cole. You feel like a slap around that to do, right? you feel hurt? Once it get real hot, then they get a little burning, but... For the most part, I feel good. It just when it's really hot, it started burning. I got to take my shoes off. <laughs> Why don't you go to a cycle chamber? Yeah, because not again, never again. Thanks for supporting me, Coach. My head, the feet, people after me. I've been there. You've been a constant supporter, Coach. Thank you. 
But if you got any problems, <laughs> anything bothering you, How about if you got any problems, I got problems. Yeah, we're all in this together. You know what I'm saying? So I know you got a lot of people in your ear because you're like a corporation that's kind of gone global. Yeah. But at the end of the day, let's keep it, let's keep it simple. Yep. You know what I mean? Football yeah. comes first. Absolutely. Everything else way behind us. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Let's just, because you, uh, yeah, you, that, you, you handle all that seamlessly, beautiful. Huh? Seamlessly, I like that word. I was, I was trying to come up with a multi syllable. <laughs> That's word. a great word. Seamlessly. Yeah. Three syllables. <laughs> I would look that up. Yeah. They don't have those at Dayton Central Michigan. <laughs> Coming away from that episode, that's really what I took away when it comes to Antonio Brown. There's no doubt in my mind that he'll be there week one, ready to play and, um, you know, and, and ready to go. And I think he's going to probably ball out for the Raiders. And uh, most fans won't even worry about what, what's been going on in the offseason in these past few weeks. And, you know, I know we talked about it in great length on, uh, on, on Tuesday's show. And I, I know most known unknown was frustrated, talking about tired of being the laughing stock of the league or whatever. At the end of the day, you're going to get the you'll get the last laugh when it comes to Antonio Brown, as long as he's out there playing, because he's going to give everything he's got and John Gruden's going to make sure he gets the ball early and often throughout each game. So that was kind of cool with the whole Antonio Brown situation and uh, the way that they kind of played it up and showed him and showed him working and then leaving and coming back. And it was cool to a certain extent because it kind of gave you an idea of the relationship that his teammates have and his coach has. Also, though, in that episode, I thought it was really, really cool about the the documentation of Darren Waller and everything that was going on in his life and, and how he had to fight substance abuse and how he basically was about to push his own self out the league. He got suspended and, and was out of the league for a whole year. And now every day is a, is a battle. And I remember talking in the offseason after. Matter of fact, I remember talking last season when the Raiders picked up Darren Waller off the Ravens practice squad. I remember saying this is a guy who has dealt with a lot of things, a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges off the field. And he has to live this every single day you know it's one thing to to try to become a really good player and once you get there you're there but what he's dealing with is bigger than football what he's dealing with is an everyday battle when he said that you know tomorrow will mark two years and two years ago I thought I'd never say that I was sober two years and I mean that's that's some real deal stuff that's some real life stuff similar to what is going on with Richie Incognito and his mental mental health you know you're hoping that every single day that battle that he has to fight with his own self you hope that he wins that well you're hoping for that for Darren Waller as well and you know what it made me think no joke when I was sitting on the couch watching this the episode and it wasn't a fire up episode it wasn't one of those Chucky's back and oh my god I'm I'm ready to go run through a wall for this team and all that it wasn't one of those episodes it was more of a chill passive episode but I just looked at the guys on the roster I like I looked at the you know, the, the cast and characters and I know I always say car thieves and choir boys but Raider Nation it is absolutely Car Thieves and Choir Boys. I mean, you think about some of the guys on that squad. Darren Waller, okay, he's dealing with substance abuse that he's had to deal with, and he's living every day trying to fight that, trying to get over that, and that's a that's a hurdle for him. So that's that's one guy right there. That's one guy that, uh, similar to the old school Raiders, you know, similar to the old Al Davis ways, you know, bringing a guy that may be troubled and try to help him. John Gruden's doing that with Darren Waller. Richie Incognito, we all know his baggage and we all know his history. John Gruden's bringing him in, trying to help him out. So he's dealing with mental health. Uh, Waller's dealing with substance abuse. 
Antonio Brown is dealing with Antonio Brown issues. I mean, you know, it's just it's the cast and characters is crazy. Vontez Burfitt, him and him and AB look like they're best friends. As soon as he gets to camp, you know, those two are the are the ones hugging. They're hugging it out because they just are, are are happy to see the guy, you know. And just think of these guys. And then all of a sudden, you have the choir boy. You have Derek Carr, and he's pumped up. He's flexing on folks. He's trying to get the rest of the team all fired up. And I'm telling you, man, the blend of characters on this team. It may just be enough, and I'm not going to get too hyped up off a TV show. I'm not going to get too hyped up off of preseason results, but the cast and characters, the way that they have this team constructed, this team may be able to really cause some damage in 2019. I mean, they really might. This might be the kind of squad that you all of a sudden you see put together and you think, I don't know how they did it, but they got it done. And this kind of, let's put it like this. This is another thing that I thought of. Remember I always say, I always talk about Hugh Jackson and when he was the head coach and he had those guys that probably weren't the best athletes. Jason Campbell wasn't the best quarterback. Denarius Moore wasn't the best wide receiver. Uh, Jacoby Ford wasn't the best. Lewis Murphy, you know, guys like that. They weren't all the best, but somehow he was able to get the best out of them, set them up in position to succeed and, and actually win and were a threat until Jason Campbell went down. Then he made that horrific trade for Carson Palmer. I'm looking at this roster and look and say, you know what? They have a lot more talent than that team did. John Gruden is a much better head coach than Hugh Jackson is. I think he can call a better game plan than Hugh Jackson. I think Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Jason Campbell. And they really could have an opportunity to really make some things happen with that cast of characters that they have. And then defensively, if they could be worth the salt defensively, this team, in my opinion, based off what I've seen so far in preseason and, and so far in hard knocks, getting a little uh, a behind the scenes look, this team might have an opportunity to make some moves. I'm not saying worst to first, but they have an opportunity to make some moves. Uh, you know, and maybe four or five weeks from now, we'll, we'll, we'll think back to this conversation and you'll say, well, Q, I guess you're wrong. And I, hey, maybe, maybe I drank too much Kool-Aid or, or, uh, or, or what did Antonio Brown called in Hard Knocks? Maybe I drank too much of that drip. <laughs> maybe he gave me some of that drip and I drank it. I don't know. But I just all of a sudden I'm getting this feeling that this team could be a little more special than most people are giving them credit. Now, I know there's some people on the podcast that think this team is going to make a, a deep, deep run, and I've been hesitant to jump on that horse. I have. I, I just kind of keep looking at this team from a from a, a distance thinking, okay, with that schedule, with the way that they're away from Oakland, uh, you know, with this team just trying to mature and come together, a very young team as well, you know, it's going to be hard to, to all of a sudden overcome a bunch of these adversity and all these challenges, but... If this squad could could come together and be on the same page and stay relatively healthy, this team might have an opportunity to do something. And hopefully I'm not overreacting to hard knocks, but from an episode that I didn't think was particularly even the best episode, I feel like I learned a lot. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I feel like I learned a lot from that episode, even though in my mind it wasn't the best episode. I still think the best episode was episode number two, last week's episode. But this one to me made me feel like I'm starting to see this team come together. Maybe that's the best way to phrase it. So, uh, yeah, all, all, all in all, man, Hard Knocks, episode number three, well, it wasn't the best episode. I think it was the best teaching moment and kind of gave you an idea of who this team, what this identity of this team really could be. And ultimately, I think, Raider Nation, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think this team really, really enjoys each other. And that's the first step to having a real deal 
team. 707-654-4693. Would love to hear your thoughts on Hard Knocks Episode 3. Am I on to something? Am I not? Am I off my rocker? Did I have too much of that drip? Maybe I did. Holler at your boy and let me know. Segment number three, your calls. That's coming up next on the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we are, Raider Nation, final segment of the day, talking about your call straight off the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line, segment three. You know we traditionally do this, 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. Going to start things off with a first-time caller, meaning he's a new booty. Raider boy Mike. That's right. Raider boy Mike, first time calling. He's talking about training camp MVP and a guy nobody's talking about. Here's Raider boy Mike. What's up, guys? Uh, first time caller here. Raider boy Mike. Um, just listened to the uh, podcast uh, talking about MVPs. And uh, I think that, you know, everyone's not talking about it, but I've seen a strong play with uh, Arden Key, man. I, at first, I was kind of questionable on it, but uh, I think he can be really, really good uh, talent-wise. He's got the strength. He's got the length. Um, but he's just showed uh, just a complete uh, three, uh, 180 on, on his play, and I, I really think he's going to figure it out. And I liked how Jamal Adams kind of tweeted out that he, uh, you know, he, he's figuring it out. He has you know, the support from his old LSU boys. But um, that's my MVP right now. I think Arden Key is going to have a big year, even though really no one's talking about it. But every time I see clips, anything, um, watching the games, I mean, he's right there. So um, thanks for taking my call. Great day. Arden Key was his choice, and I can understand where you're coming from with Arden Key. I think he's improved. I think his body's improved. I think his understanding of the game has improved from his rookie year, but I don't know how much so far he would be considered the training camp MVP. He hasn't really stood out as far as I'm concerned in, in, in training camp. He's just... He just looks like he's improved. Now, we'll see what he does in 2019. Plus, we got to see what his role will be. Is it going to be what the Raiders had drafted him to be, basically a third down uh, pass rush specialist, or is it going to be a guy that's going to be in there playing more? So uh, you're on to something. I do think he's getting better. I don't know if I'd call him the training camp MVP at this point, but that was a really good call, my man. I appreciate you. I like how you're thinking outside the box, and welcome to the family. Thank you for calling, and please don't make that your last call. Next up, a guy very familiar with the Lockdown Raider podcast, T3 Raider Facts. He's calling in with his five quick hits of the day, except for today, all five are based on hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. Here he is, T3 Raider Facts. This is T3 Raider Facts with my five quick hits about why we need to go ahead and pay Rodney Hudson. Number one, everyone knows that the linchpin on the offensive line is the center. Ask Derek Carr who the anchor is on the offensive line. He's smart. He'll say the center. Rodney Hudson, number 61, is the center of the Oakland Raiders. Number two, with the injury to Gabe Jackson and the instant first two-game suspension for Richie Incognito, who is the most important person on the offensive line now? Without a doubt, it is Rodney Hudson. Number three, back in April, Hudson agreed to have a $7.085 million of his $8 million base salary converted to a signing bonus, saving the Raiders $5.668 million in cap space. He didn't have to do that. The 28-year-old earned PFF's number one pass-blocking grade among centers in 2017. That says it all. Number four, two months ago, Mike Mayock said this, we consider him a big piece of this franchise and we hope to keep him here for a long time. Headed into his age 30 campaign, Hudson has missed only three games since 2012. 
He continues to earn some of the league's highest marks at the pivot from pro football focus. That says a lot. Number five, okay, calls have been coming on about who is your most valuable player in training camp. Well, consider this. Rodney Hudson didn't have to come in. Rodney Hudson could have come into camp, made a lot of noise, and even used hard, hard knocks as his platform to get paid. He hadn't done any of those things. He's led by example. Rodney Hudson is basically saying, I don't have to have the loudest voice, but I can show you the way, I can add stability, and I can be the guy that you look toward for leadership. That's your MVP right there. So Raider Nation, appreciate what we have. Hopefully all this is not just management doublespeak, and they're going to get this thing done. We've made a lot of mistakes over the years, but this is a chance to make a lot of things right with a commitment to excellence. So today, Raider Nation, today, I'm going to sign off the same way I usually sign off. Hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. And do it before the Seattle game next week. Celebrate on hard knocks. Make him your team captain on the spot. Get this thing right. Hashtag pay Rodney Hudson and do it now. Time keeps on ticking into the future. Is it a future with or without the rock of the Raider offensive line? Just some things to think about. Peace out, Raider Nation. Straight facts, my man. Straight facts. Great points as far as Rodney Hudson and how he's been the training camp MVP, how he's been the most solid dude, and he really has, man. I talked about that in great lengths about how he's just been rock solid since the Raiders were able to pick him up. Uh, if Reggie McKenzie did something right, it was a sign of Rodney Hudson, wasn't it? Now, if the Raiders want to do something right, what they'll do is go and sign or re-sign Rodney Hudson and not let him get out of there because, man, he is doing everything the right way. He could have held out and said, hey, I'm going into my last year of my deal. I want a new contract before I show up for training camp. He didn't. He uh, he, he did things the right way, and uh, it's time to reward him. It absolutely is. I don't know when it's going to get done, but it will be tragic, in my opinion, if somehow they do not hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. He ends up becoming a free agent, and he leaves Oakland. That'll be, uh, that'll be a damn shame. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But great call, T3. Definitely appreciate that. Next call comes from retired Navy Raider, and he's from L.A., and I don't know why the last time he called, I said San Antonio, because San Antonio, Texas, and L.A., California are nowhere close to each other. They're nothing similar to each other, but somehow I got those two twisted. So retired Navy Raider, he's calling from L.A., my bad, but he's calling in for a few reasons, including the podcast, how much he enjoys it, also wants to go over some of his thoughts on the roster, who might make the cut, and who doesn't. It's a really good call from my guy, retired Navy Raider from L.A. <laughs> Here he is. My man Q Pac. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. You know the rest of it. Hey, man, the last time I called in a couple things, I didn't know. Uh, this is a retired Navy Raider. I didn't get to uh, say happy anniversary, man. Sorry about that. Happy anniversary to you, Q, and, and the Locked On podcast, man. I'm just simply going to say I love it to death, man. Greatest thing known to mankind for Raider Nation, man. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, hopefully many more anniversaries and all that good stuff, man, doing a great job. Uh, second, man, you said I was from San Antonio, and I'm sure San Antonio is a great city and all, but I'm from Los Angeles, California, born and raised from a city in a city called Carson, man, uh, the 213. Joined the Navy, traveled the world, man. Now I'm in the 954 here in Fort Lauderdale, man, living living in the beautiful sunshine. So just wanted to clear that up. Hey, man, wanted to go over the uh, – man, this is tough, brother. Wanted to kind of go over, man. You were going over the uh, cuts for, for wide receiver. Man, it's going to be tough. Last season we carried on the 53-man roster. We had six receivers, um, and we had four running backs. 
Uh, that may change, uh, and I agree with you. Martin may be the uh, odd man out if they decide to carry three. Uh, but, you know, Groot may carry two fullbacks, or we had ten defensive linemen last season uh, on the 53-man roster. That may go down to nine, but, you know, that defensive tackle room is, man, there's a battle there, man. Bunch of good guys there. I like that Westbrook kid, that rush kid was balling out uh, in the first preseason game, man. So that's going to be tough, tough cuts. But, you know, the receivers, of course, we know it's going to be Brown, Williams, um, I think J.J. Nelson, man, has had a great camp. You know, Gruden has talked high about him as far as camp. He looked good in the preseason games. I think uh, I think he makes the roster, man. Renfro, I think they're going to keep him. He's, he hasn't done much in preseason, but, you know, in, in training camp, man, he's having a, a great camp. I like that kid Gafford, man. I like that speed, man. I mean, he hasn't done much. Uh, we haven't heard much about him in, uh, as far as, you know, training camp. But uh, the games, they ran the jet sweep with him in the first game. Uh, I think he got about maybe six, seven yards off of that, man. And then and then the bomb, bro, in, uh, in the second preseason game where he had to go get that ball, right? I mean, he separated from the DB to go catch that ball, man. That was incredible, man. I, I don't know if you can cut that kind of speed, man. They're high on Doss. Gruden loves Doss, but I think – Doss being an undrafted free agent, he may he may end up on the practice squad, and uh, you know so Harris is gonna you know Harris is our returner man, so that's six if they're gonna go they may go with seven this year Q so you know it just depends on how they want to work it man uh, you know the linebacker room is the same way I think they went with five on the fifty three man roster last year, and uh, you know there's there's six there's six linebackers easily. Uh, you know, you think they would keep. So, I mean, the cuts this year, man, it's great, man. It sounds like the roster's, well, we know the roster's much deeper and faster than it was last year, man. So that's great. But, man, these cuts it, you know, you're looking at it, man. Aitman may get cut. Hatcher may get cut, man. You know, I think uh, Pearson L, I think he's he's going to be, he's going to get cut. But, uh, you know, what do you do with, with these other guys is going to be interesting, man. So, you know, this is it, Q. I mean, that's going to be the talk coming up after this game, right? I mean, cuts go down after the third preseason game, man. So we'll see how it goes. All right, Raider Nation, man. Y'all take it easy, bro. And uh, if you're with me, knock on wood. Peace. Again, my man, I have no idea what I thought you were in San Antonio. I have absolutely no idea. They're not even close. I mean, it'd be one thing if I said San Antonio and you were in Austin or something. But, dog, you're in L.A. So I don't have any idea where that came from. Uh, you know, sometimes that ADD has got my mind all over the place. So, I mean, I guess it is what it is, but, uh, you know, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's no excuses I have. It's, it's just one of those things that I, that I did. But, uh, anyway, as far as your car call goes, yeah, man, there's, uh, gonna be some real talent that's gonna cut, be cut from this Raiders squad. And that's the thing about it, man. That's, that's when you know the team's heading in the right direction. When you see players out there that you know could be contributors, but ultimately when you cut down from 90 to 53, that there's going to be some tough cuts. You know there are. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be a bunch of pro bowlers that the Raiders cut, but there's some dudes that that can play in the league, that could play in the NFL, that the Raiders are going to have to cut, where years past, 
there was, especially before like 2016, before that, that magical season in 2016, there was some guys on the roster that you know damn well had no business being on the roster, but they didn't really have any choice. They didn't have any, you know, any options because, well, the guys just, they're just not that, uh, they weren't that good and they didn't have that much deep talent on the roster, so they had to do it. So yeah, this year is going to be a lot different and there will be some surprise cuts that people will say and Raider Nation will say, oh my God, I can't believe you cut that guy. That's going to happen. There'll be a couple of those. I guarantee it. Don't know who they're going to be. But I promise you, there's going to be a couple of those dudes. Next call, El Paso Raider calling in to speak on AB and the roster and why us fans should not worry about any of the stuff that's going on and being talked about. Here he is, El Paso Raider. What up, Q? What up, Raider Nation? Hey, this is El Paso Raider. I, uh, I would like to apologize at first because uh, I work a 12-hour shift out in Odessa, Texas. And um, I know my... My recording was a little hard to understand. I, I did that in the car. I'm tired. I don't know if that was me being tired of the car, but anyway, I wanted to apologize for that. Hopefully this one sounds a little better. Q, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for blessing me with my nickname, my Raider name, man, uh, proud name. I, I did call you beforehand and I know, um, we had a, another new booty that got named the In and Out Raider, which is cool. No, no hatred. I all love towards the Raider fam, but I thought I beat him. I thought I was the first. It's all good. Much love. Hey, um, I just wanted to let y'all know. You know what? I hear a lot of talk about Antonio Brown and how bad. Well, he's making the organization look the. Forget all that stuff, man. Antonio Brown's going to come out. He's going to perform for his. Josh Jacobs, he's going to do the same. But let's, let's, let's really look at, let's look at what we actually got going on here. Before all this happened, before Antonio Brown, Williams was supposed to be our number one guy. We come out in every preseason. We didn't play with Antonio Brown. And we're doing a damn thing. We're going to continue to do the damn thing. So we're going to be all right. Worst case scenario, too. But guess what? Antonio Brown is a bonus on top of that. All right? So don't don't sweat nothing, Raider Nation, because the Raiders, we're going to be all right. All right? Raider Nation, one love. El Paso strong. Holla. I love it, man. I love it. We going to be all right. What song is that, man? We going to be all right. We going. Oh, oh, yeah. Kendrick Lamar. That's right. Kendrick Lamar. We going to be all right, man. That's the jam right there. Now you're going to have me singing that all day. Uh, really good call, though. And, and really, ultimately, when it comes down to game time and these guys get on the field and start playing, we are going to be all right. Absolutely. That might be the theme song for the 2019 season. We going to be all right. I think that's that's a good idea right there. I might have to drop that in at the end of the podcast. And just go ahead and drop all of them. I might just go and do a freestyle. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Look, there's a lot of things I can do, but freestyle is not one of them. I was just lying. But that's a good call, my man. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, thank you for your call. And, uh, yeah, El Paso Strong, like you said, man. Definitely a lot of love to you and, and, and your folks out there in El Paso. Next call, John Train out the ATL calling to speak on a few subjects, including AB and the national media. Here he is, John Train out the ATL. What's up, Q? This is John Train uh, calling in one more game, man. Uh, I know it's been a minute, but uh, I wanted to call in just to co-sign on most unknowns call about uh, Antonio Brown. 
Uh, man, you summed it up perfectly. I wasn't okay with bringing AB on, but I was okay with the price tag. I mean, that, that sums it up perfectly, man. Uh, those have been my thoughts exactly this whole time. I, I, I would add that the thing that bothers me isn't so much what's going on now, although let's be clear, AB is acting like a diva. And, you know, as someone who works in the music industry, that's one thing I can't stand. I have no tolerance for it. I refuse to give in to those types of people. I treat them like children because that's how they act. Um, now, I've lost out on some work over the years because of that, but guess what? I got my pride. I got my self-esteem. I got all that. I ain't nobody's rider, period. Uh, I don't even wear jerseys, man, because I'm just not cool with putting another man's name on my back. Um, but that's just me. Anyway. The, the 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 thing that worries me is that you know this type of shit is gonna happen again and again and again because this is who AB is. It's who he is. And to all those in Raider Nation who continue to excuse and and rationalize his insane behavior, yo, you gotta stop that, man. AB has done nothing to earn your benefit of the doubt. He's not even a Raider yet in my mind. He's just not. He's Team AB, and he always will be. That's who he is. I have no idea how any of this is going to work out, <laughs> to be honest. But you know what? Nothing would surprise me. Uh, on another note, uh, most unknown has, has comments about the national media. And uh, I see this as a kind of a constant complaint um, uh, from him and uh, the Raider Nation. And so, so what I would say to everybody, uh, turn the channel. I, you know, I haven't watched any of those debate shows in years. And no lie, man, I'm happier for it. In my mind, Stephen A. Smith, Skip, this McIntyre dude who I hadn't even heard of till the other day, Jason Whitlock, don't even give me started on that dude. They, they're nobodies in my world. They're nobodies, and I don't have any bandwidth for them in my life. They're garbage. It's low information, mindless entertainment, and I don't understand why anybody will watch it. It just makes you angry. Turn it off. Me personally, um, and, and I, I don't understand the, the need for respect from the national media. It doesn't mean much to me. Y'all don't like what they're saying? Win some games. You want them to say nice things? Win some games. Just win, baby. And I guarantee you, if we win the first two games, these same clowns will be talking like we dark horse Super Bowl contenders or something, which is equally as stupid, just in the opposite direction. And I don't want that either. Either way, I don't, I don't pay them any mind as far as the Raiders or any other team, or any other sport. There are some quality, fair um, national writers and, and, and opinion havers and whatnot, um, and local guys. You know, my advice is to find them. Uh, me personally, I like Vic Tafer and Jerry McDonald. Um, most of the Raiders podcasts, I don't like because they're just homers, and that is just sad. I, I won't do hero, uh, hero worship, if you can't tell. I like Adam Schefter from Scoops, Rich Eisen, Dan Patrick. They're cool, but I can't really say that I seek them out. Uh, I do like Good Morning Football or NFL Network because just just because they're, they're fun, they have a good time, they do a good job, they keep it light. Uh, I do like Lewis Riddick a lot, and I like reading uh, like you know Jim Trotter, Peter Peter King. Those guys are professionals; um, they do their thing. So, um, but most of all, man, I like this podcast. I think it's dope to hear from all of Raider Nation, and even if I disagree. You know, wholeheartedly, I know it's all love because these are the people who actually know the team inside and out. I got news and notes from Q and opinion from a real Raider Nation. And I think that's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. Y'all have a blessed day. And uh, and listen, man, tell a friend today that you love just because.
Peace out, Red Nation. No, man, AB is exactly who he is. You're 100% right. And I'm not sure if anyone's really giving him the benefit of the doubt, but realizing exactly who he is. And unfortunately for the 2019 Raiders to have the best chance of winning games on the field, the best chance comes with AB on that field. So, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. I totally get what you're saying. And, and I wasn't a big fan of him coming in either. I was happy when they said it was only a third and a fifth that they gave up. But still, uh, for all these antics, that was one of the first things I said. This team doesn't need that. But at the same time, when I take a couple steps back, I talk to some people that, you know, cover the team like a glove. It's like, well, Q, they, they need all the talent in the world. Look, they were trying to get Le'Veon Bell, too. Think about that. Think about that. Think if they had got AB and Lev Bell. You want to talk about drama because they were remember they were into the eleventh hour with a, with Lev Bell. Can you imagine if they had Lev and AB? You want to talk about a blank show? I mean, you, seriously, you want to talk about? I mean, keeping you up at night. You want to talk about the Goon Squad? I mean, that, that's the Goon Squad right there. If they had had both of those cats on the same squad, man, that would have been rough. And uh, your notes on the national media and the local cats? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I said that a couple weeks ago, that when you're really looking for the information that's going on with the team currently, uh, looking to the local cats is is a... Uh, is a good idea. You know, Vic Tafer is always good. Michael Gelkin was really good. Now he's going off to the Dallas Morning News to to uh, report on the Cowboys. So that's a big loss for Raider Nation because he was a hell of a reporter. Uh, I mentioned that on Monday. Uh, I'm glad that you enjoy this podcast. <laughs> I am. I'm glad you didn't include this podcast in Homer Radio or, or Hero Worshipping because that's not what this show is about at all. It'll never be about that. I tell the facts. I keep it in perspective, even as a fan of the team. I will never, ever, ever, this is my promise to everyone that ever listens to this show, I will never do this show with silver and black glasses on. The day that I do that and the only thing I do is, is sound like a fanboy or sound like a, a, a guy who, who can't keep it in perspective or, or, or I'm not objective about the team, that'll be the last show I do, I promise. The one day that you feel like, oh man, cute and homered out, that means cute and uh, checked out. And I, I'm, I will never do the show again. So uh, that's that's what you can guarantee you won't get from me. Uh, definitely appreciate your call, my man. Uh, good to hear from you. It's been a minute, but uh, definitely don't hesitate to call back. Next call, and I just got a couple more left. Triz from Oakland, now living in D.C., and he's calling as an active military man. So before we get to his call, let me just thank you for your services. It's much appreciated. Thank you for all you've done, and you'll continue to do. Now to his call. He's talking about his experiences as a Raider fan, what he has learned, and who he's met as far as other fans of other teams. And so he kind of talks about his uh, his impressions of those other fan bases that he's, he's ran into since he travels the world with the military all the time. Here he is, Triz from Oakland, now living in D.C. What up, Q? What up, Lockdown Raider Nation and uh, Raider Nation as a whole? This is Triz from Oakland, active duty military cat. Um, forgot to say where I was from last time. Well, I mean where I'm living. I'm out in the D.C. area. So, anyhow, just like last time I was speaking on fandom when I called, I just kind of want to touch the same thing because um, I get it a lot in the military. You know, everybody here or in every branch of service is from all walks of life, you know every state, every city. Um, so as I've lived in different locations all over the place, I've met other Raider fans. Um, but I meet a lot of other fans that ask me why I'm a Raider or ask me why uh, or if I'm still going to be a fan of the Raiders. And it's crazy. It's puzzling. Um, but the rationale behind all these folks are they would leave their team. Um, so it kind of speaks to the, what the Raider Nation is and how we just we stick, you know, through thick and thin. It's a marriage. It really is. Um, and we're diehards. So I'm really glad 
that that as fate would have it, I became a Raider fan um, because I connect with other Raider fans. It's like you lock eyes and you're like, oh yeah, this dude's this dude's legit. He's a real fan. And I don't get that when I look at other fans of other teams, um, especially when I like, ask, hey, are you are you going to be a Raider fan when they go to Vegas? I'm like, dude, I've lived all over the states. I've lived all over the world. Nothing has changed anything. I'm going to be a Raider fan, regardless. I may not like some of the decisions from time to time, but who does? It's a marriage. You ain't going to be happy all the time, but you stick with it, and it pays off in the long run. And uh, and much like uh, a lot of the people that call in, we're calling from all over the place. So it just shows that it's a nation. It truly is a nation. Anyway, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there, um, say what's up to the nation, and uh, hopefully you all have a good rest of your week. And uh, talk to you next time. Triz out. Really good call, my man. Thank you again for all you do. And you are 100% right. I get that question all the time about if I'm going to be a fan when they go to Vegas. And it blows my mind. I always tell them I'd be a fan of them if they played on the southern tip of Africa. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most bizarre question to me. I, I just, I don't understand why folks ask me that. Well, what do you think about their move to Vegas? Are you still going to be a fan? Hell yeah, I'm going to be a fan. Hell, I live in Texas. I mean, what, am I supposed to stop being a fan because I moved? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. I mean, it just, it just don't, uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. But I hear that question. That's one of the, the first questions I hear all the time. Are you still going to be a fan when they move to Vegas? Of course I am. Why wouldn't I? So I, I totally understand where you're coming from, my man. Uh, and thank you again for your service, man. We definitely appreciate that. Final call of the show. Final call of, of well, today. Uh, it comes from Raider Ice. He's calling in from the 925. He's a first time caller. It makes him a new booty. He is a long-time listener, though. He's calling to talk about training camp MVPs. We're going to end the show the way we started. Here he is, Raider Ice. Q, what's the word, man? It's your boy Raider Ice out the 925, man. I'm, a, I'm what you call a first-time caller, but uh, I listen all the time, man. And uh, I'm calling in regards to the training camp MVP so far. Man, I, I heard what you guys said so far, but, man, I'm going to have to give the nod to the big fella, Trent Brown. I mean, he's solidifying, you know, that right side. He's He's earning that contract so far, and he's not he, he's a bully. He's knocking the cats around. And uh, keep this in mind, man, the last time we had a good line or a top five line, I should say, Derek Carr was MVP candidate, man. So, you know, I feel like he has the biggest ripple effect. It's like he's knocking guys around, and not only that, I feel like we got another role model mentor to help coach up Colt Miller. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to give the nod to the big fella, Trent Brown. Let me know what you guys think. Q. Keep doing your thing, man. I'm gonna keep listening. All right, y'all. Raider Nation. All right, Trent Brown. That's a damn good one. He's uh he's trying to live up to that contract that the Raiders gave him as a free agent in the in the offseason, and he's been an absolute bully. I think you hit it on the head when you said he's been a bully in training camp. He has been that guy, not a bully to his teammates, but just while he's out there on that offensive line, what he's showing, man, he's showing that he could be that dog and he could be that guy, and he's gonna have to be. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Monday night football game with Denver and, and the 49ers, but they got some killers coming off the edge, man. Von Miller and, and Bradley Chubb, they're gonna be a problem. Obviously, when you look at the Chargers, you, you got Joey Bosa. He's going to be a problem. You look at the Chiefs, they got some dogs. They're going to have, you know what I mean? Like, Trent Brown's going to be needed to be that bully. He's going to have to be that guy. The right tackle position has been a turnstile for the Raiders for a long time. It needs to be improved. And it looks like Trent Brown could be that dude. Can Colton Miller hold up his side of the, the bargain on the left side? That's going to be a really good question. And that still remains to be seen because obviously his rookie year wasn't as, uh, as great as most people would like it to be. But it is what it is. He was a rookie. He was banged up. So we'll see what he does in his second year. But yeah, Trent Brown's been a dude. He's been an absolute dude. Haven't heard a lot from him, but he, he has been 
out there doing his thing. So I can totally understand where you're coming from with that. So uh, thank you for those calls, uh, comments. You could always hit me up, 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You could also hit me on Twitter, at your boy Q254. I'll always respond to you. Definitely appreciate that. And uh, yeah, man, uh, tomorrow is Thursday, meaning there'll be a Raider game. There's a game tomorrow night. The Raiders and Packers go on in, uh, in Canada. Uh, another game outside of the country. They're uh, all over the place this year. John Gruden mentioned that in his press conference you heard in segment number one. But uh, who knows who's going to play? Not too sure. But at the, in the meantime, in between time, we'll be talking about it following the game. Please believe that. So until next time, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.